Welcome to Real Talk with Real Sisters. I'm Emily. And I'm Brooke. And this is a podcast where we talk about the real stuff. Everything from relationships, health, faith, and daily life. This week we are resuming our relationship series. And we just had so much to talk about, so we had to split it up into two. So here is our second part of our relationship series. We're going to dive into the questions that you guys gave us. So let's get into it. Firstly, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for answering my little um, Q&A thing that I did on my Instagram. My Instagram handle is Brooke underscore Elisa, E-L-I-S-A. And you can... That's where you'll see my questions go out for these podcasts in the future. Um, I also like to repost it on our uh, podcast Instagram, which is Real Talk Real Sisters. But again, thank you so much for answering that. We had great questions and I can't wait to answer them. So the first one is, what are some really good quarantine date ideas? I feel like this was a fun one to answer. Do you have any ideas? So... One that John and I did was we picked up core to go and we walked through this uh, lake park and we just set up a blanket and ate our core salad with the lake in the background. So it was really nice. Yeah, that's something I love about ordering to go. I like it's not something that you would normally do, but you can literally make a picnic out of it and go anywhere that you want. Yeah, which would be like a normal date anyways. Yeah. It's just it seems different because of like COVID. Yes, for sure. Um I wanted to just throw this out there. I don't know if this is a question for a first time date, like if you're going out for the first time or if it's like a long-term thing, like this is a long-lasting girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife. So I think that the answer to this question differs based on that. My personal opinion, if you're going out on the date on a date for the first time, it needs to be casual. I'm just going to put it out there. Back in like normal times, I would definitely not suggest to someone going out on a first date to go out to dinner because there's just so much pressure. And you're already putting on like your best self on the first date. I feel like when you're going out to dinner, it's like so romantic and you're like trying really hard to put on this front. Whereas if you just like went out for ice cream or like out for coffee um, or went on a walk or something together, that just sets the mood to be like, okay, we can like breathe. We can be ourselves. We don't have to stare at each other the whole time. That's a great idea. Going to ice cream and then, mm-hmm. like, we just went to get ice cream on Friday and it was downtown. And I feel like that's actually a great quarantine day idea. Go grab exactly. ice cream and then eat it, like, downtown. Yeah. That's such a Okay, idea. so next question is kind of an essay question. I'm not going to lie because I feel like I could write a book about this, but... The question is, what is the purpose of marriage? I think we kind of answered this in the podcast. Yeah. Um, But the purpose of marriage is to share your life with somebody. And I mean, yeah, it is a really like heavy question. 
Yeah. But it's to share your life with someone that also has the same values and to just be loyal to them for your entire life, to have like a life partner. Yeah. I wrote down these little notes um, based off of these questions. And one of the um, things that I wrote was exclusive unity. I feel like that's um, some words that could describe why we marry, why we marry people is just to be exclusive, to say, I'm literally dedicating the rest of my life to being your partner. Mm. And I'm going to do it with you no matter what we go through. I'm going to do it with you through the highs and the lows. I'll be there for you. Um, That's a good answer. I like that better than mine. Oh, (laughs) cue the friends theme. Oh my gosh. I'll be there for you. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. So the next one is in relationships, what are your views on religion, finances, family views and dynamics and traditions? This was definitely a loaded question and also sort of a vague question. Um, so we tried, we're trying our best to answer it um, in a concise way. But Emily, do you have thoughts on that? So as far as like views on religion and finances, I feel like they have to be the same if we're like asking if that's something that you can overlook in a partner i would say religion absolutely not like they have to share the same religion as me and finances we definitely have to be on the same page like what's important to us to spend money on Um, do we value going out do we value saving do we value improving our home like all of those things are very important and things that john and i definitely talked about when we were dating um and when we went through like premarital counseling we had a lot of discussions on finances. Um, So it's definitely something that you have to be on the same page Mm -hmm. about. Yeah, finances is definitely a big one. You should have a joint account or something. And I think it goes back to, like, what's the purpose of marriage? If you want to be there to support your husband or wife, you have to somewhat agree with these things. Like, you have to be on the same page with religion and finances and family views you know if you want to support them you have to be able to agree with them to some level Mm -hmm. as far as family views and dynamics and traditions i guess that's up to the couple to decide like what uh traditions they're gonna keep and family views and dynamics please forgive us the person that wrote this question we're not doing a very good job (laughs) Yeah, I'm so sorry if this is not at all what you meant to ask, but um, the way that I saw this was um, how, in relationships, how serious do you take your family views and the dynamics that they have? And I would say, take it with a grain of salt because you guys are becoming one. And yes, your family and their views and their opinions on your relationship matter. And they know you the best. So in all honesty, they are trying to, they're trying to help you if they have advice for you or whatever. But if you're working towards oneness with this person, at the end of the day, you should be making decisions with this person and yes, have their opinion and all that and take it into consideration. But you two should be 
making your decisions together as a couple. So the next question is, do you have some advice for a single girl feeling lonely in the college atmosphere? Girl, (laughs) we know what it's like to be single. Yeah, I was just going to say, I wrote down, I feel you. (laughs) Seriously. Okay, I've been there. All right. I think my entire two, I mean, I only went to college for like two and a half years, but I'm pretty sure those entire two and a half years will know. Were you dating that? I take that back. I was dating the first year Mm -hmm. of college, but after that for a year and a half, the last year and a half, which is probably even harder because then you're going in and trying to make friends halfway through. But the last year and a half of college, I was single and I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than when I was in a relationship because I reconnected with one of my childhood friends who was also going to college at pretty much in the department next to me. She was, uh, or in the same building, I think, but she, uh, she and I connected and we just had so much fun. We would ride to school together because we lived pretty close to each other too. We would hang out on the weekends and I pretty much just spent all of my time with her and her family and we'd go out and get dinners. So I think I would recommend just if you don't have a good girlfriend or a best friend, try to find somebody or a group of people that you can really connect with and spend your time with. And if you're a little more introverted, maybe pick up a new hobby and really invest yourself in this hobby and, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. And remember that you may be single, but you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You have all of these people around you that can support you and be there for you during this time. But also my view on singleness has changed so much since I was in college. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So singleness, I just was reading this book. If you want an encouraging book to read, read Relationship Goals by uh, Pastor Mike Todd. It is one of the best golden nuggets out there for just relationships, dating, singleness, marriage, everything. Um, But anyways, little plug there. Uh, I think that singleness is probably one of your most important times in your life because you're basically finding yourself, first of all, figuring out who you are apart from somebody else. You're discovering your personality, the things that you like to do. You're going on adventures all before you meet the person. So if you are figuring those things out with a person next to you, you may not actually be able to figure out who your true self is because you're distracted by the other person's needs, wants, desires, and how they want you to be. Um, So I feel like singleness, man, you need to just treasure this time. I think people too don't value being single and I think being single is not a negative thing. And I know Todd, Pastor Mike Todd says this in his sermons as well, but like being single is a great thing. Like this is an opportunity to deepen your relationship with God and really do things that you like to do. Like you don't have to be tied Mm -hmm. down to doing things that somebody else likes to do too. Like this is time for you to just enjoy 
the freedom that you have. Yes. And you're just working on yourself. You're working mm-hmm. on how you want to be as a wife one day or a husband. Mm-hmm. So, And that's hard to come to, but yeah. it's so amazing when you can come to that point where you're like, it's so, it's fine that I'm single. I'm happy to be single. And also just realize like you're never going to have this much freedom again. Oh my gosh. Okay. So just treasure it, love it and do the most that you can right now because it's fleeting. It's fleeting. Mm -hmm. Um, so enjoy it. Okay. Next question is, is it okay to date the sister of someone you've already dated? <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you. So I feel like the circumstances are definitely different for each scenario. So I would say... I disagree, but go ahead. I would say if... Well, this is this is what I'm thinking. Okay. If you dated the girl for one date and you decided, oh, that's not a relationship that's going to work out, but you really wanted to try it out with the sister, I would say find out if the other sister is okay with you dating their sister <laughs> before you ask them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but if you've dated them or were interested in them and had some type of intentional relationship with them for a while, I would say it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you both were invested in each other and for that sister to see you now being invested in her sister, that would be a little bit awkward, especially if it turned into something like long-term. I know that everything changes over time, like your feelings change about people, um, <laughs> but I just think it would be a little bit awkward. <laughs> so I just wanted to add that Girls especially, we just love to feel special. We love to feel unique and like you're choosing us specifically. And when we're chosen as the second person, even though like, yes, you're dating people maybe before you meet the one and it doesn't necessarily mean that those other people were your first choice and that this person is like, okay, last result, like this works, okay, great. I'm not saying that, but I am saying when, especially when it's like in the family, sometimes like sisters will just feel like if if they're chosen as like the second choice, they feel second best. And that's not something that a sister wants to feel um that a girl wants to feel in general, but like as sisters towards each other, like that's already, it's creating like this weird tension, I guess. Um, again, I'm not saying that like, that's how anybody feels here in this discussion. Um, and I'm definitely not saying that I feel this way because I don't, I value myself very highly, but I know that for others, it may be easy for them to feel like to automatically go there, I guess I could say their brain will just like assume those things. And 
it's just why would you want to make that person feel that way you know it almost makes like you as the other sister feel like second best i also wanted to say that you're intentionally now gonna see your ex the sister that you dated previously because inevitably you're going to be part of the same family gatherings now and you're going to see each other at Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter and all those kind of things. So it's like you're intentionally seeing your ex. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> Unless you have a really good relationship with them in, in that instance, great, more power to you. But I feel like in general, it's just creating another level of stress and strain on the relationship that's just unnecessary. And there's so many people in the world, you know, you can find someone that's not related to the person that you've dated previously. So the last question we're going to answer today is what are your biggest lessons that you've learned in dating and marriage? So I can't really say anything about marriage. However, I can say in dating, I've definitely learned when you say something you should mean it and definitely choose your words wisely so that you're not saying things that are premature or things that you don't necessarily mean yet because the person that you're dating is going to take them very seriously. Also, don't be a people pleaser. Be a God pleaser. I know that's that is just for my fellow um, Christian friends that have a relationship with God, but I know that for me, it's definitely a weakness of mine is to please others rather than seeking what God wants for my life first. In my sinful nature, God will sometimes come second and pleasing others will come first. So at my best, he comes first, but at my worst, people come first. (laughs) So it just... It is what it is. We live in a sinful world and we sin daily. So I would say just strive as hard as you can to listen to what God is saying in your life and trying to say to you and act on what he's telling you to do and not what other people are telling you to do. And while you're dating somebody, continue to be in the word and be listening to godly leaders and especially like podcasts like Transformation Church that I I discovered when I was single. I wish that I had those podcasts when I was dating somebody because they were so they were speaking so much life into me and giving me so many answers that I didn't I didn't know the answer to when I was dating. So if you're dating somebody and you feel kind of lost or not sure of what to do next or just need some good sound advice, I mentioned this pastor earlier, but Pastor Mike Todd has a series called Relationship Goals that he posted, I think, in either 2017 or 2018. But you can find them on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. And literally, it's the best relationship series I've ever listened to. I cried. I learned a lot. It just, it's life-giving. So please listen to that series if you need advice in dating, relationships, marriage, He talks about everything, boundaries, everything. Also, relationships, I I learned this in dating, but relationships should be fun, especially in the beginning. They should just be fun. So if you're always stressed and 
it's always a lot of work. I feel like that's time to kind of take a step back and think about why is this always stressful? Why is this always work? Why is it making me sad all the time or emotional all the time? I would just really encourage you to take a step back if you're feeling overwhelmed by a relationship. And also take time for yourself during a relationship because even in marriage, in dating, in marriage, like it doesn't matter. You should have time for yourself, time to recoup, time to do things that you love, um, time to be with God and grow your relationship with God. All those kind of things, they still matter even when you're dating somebody. So if that person that you're dating can't handle that and they need you around constantly, I mean, that says a lot about that person. Um, but it also should speak volumes to you if you're the one that constantly needs to be around that person. You should really just take a step back and think like, okay, why am I so dependent on this person for wholeness or for just to be in my day to day? Like I need to just reassess some things and be leaning more on God for that sustenance instead of a person. However, I mean, God calls us to be one with somebody, but in dating, you're not one yet. You're just not. So especially in dating, you should really have that alone time. But in marriage, it should be there too. Maybe it'll look a little bit different, but in dating, definitely take some time because the time that you're alone will give you time to decompress, but also it'll give you time to process your relationship with that person and process things that you guys go through, things that you talk about. You're not going to be able to process it when you're with them. I'm just speaking from experience here. I just, I was so distracted by the person that I can't, I couldn't process how the relationship was even going. So I definitely learned that in dating, you need time to go do your own thing. Every once in a while, (laughs) I would argue once a week, at the least. (laughs) Being someone who is both extroverted and introverted, I feel almost the need to like have a little bit of that alone time daily. (laughs) But I also feel like I could go a couple days being surrounded by people and I would be okay. I would be all right. However, ideally, I would want like the morning times to myself or something like just random throughout the day where I can like go on a walk by myself or like just wake up with my coffee and my Bible by myself, that kind of thing. Again, it depends on the person, like how much you have to realize or think about like how much do you need, okay? And then if that person can't handle that, you got some thinking to do. (laughs) But I'm just, I'm being that sister that you need that will tell you the truth. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to part two of our relationship series. We didn't know it would go into two parts, but we just had so much to talk about that we couldn't get it all into one episode. We wanted to kind of split it up so that it was a little bit more consumable. And just thank you for all the questions that you gave us. Otherwise, we wouldn't have all these things to talk about. So thank you guys again for listening and we will see you next week on the podcast.